Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, your weekly Xbox gaming news, reviews, previews, uh, podcast with myself, Ash, and as always, my co-host, Shane. Uh, This week, we're bringing you everything uh, that has happened across the last week of news within the gaming world. Uh, We've got a little topic that's going to tie in with a bit of news later on in the show. Uh, But before we get on to this week's news, we're going to have a little bit of a catch up. We're one week closer to Starfield and Shane... How has your past week been since the last episode? Yeah, it's been a good week. Um, well, tonight's episode should have been slightly delayed because uh, I was meant to be meeting up with your brother yes, um, yeah. this evening for a birthday meal uh, as he were coming up to my neck of the woods. But uh, unfortunately, that was cancelled. But yeah, still a good week. Uh, went to church last night. Um, church, as you know, but listeners won't know, is Ellen Road. I'm a big Leeds fan. Uh, so I went to the cup game last night against Shrewsbury. That was good. We made it hard work, as Leeds always do. Um, but yeah, good night out. Busy week gaming. Yeah. Uh, just been playing an hour of Airborne Kingdom, uh, which I believe you've downloaded. Um, good first yeah, impressions. I've not got around to it yet. Yeah, I've only had an hour. So um, obviously not to report at this time, but good first impressions. But yeah, a strong week. What about yourself? Yeah, it's been, again, it's another busy week. It just seems to be the the style of work at the minute is just crazy but in terms of video games uh yeah we've obviously we've had a bit of a dabble on exo primal as we have every week since it launched um and i've been a bit more into halo infinite again which as you know from a couple of my comments hasn't gone as well as i'd like no um <laughs> no if we track back to sort of the launch of Halo Infinite and the day that we obviously did Insomnia, we we had a go on Halo Infinite, didn't we, in the Xbox lounge? We and did. And I think if you watch the blog back, I sort of say at the end of our game, I think, it, I, I don't know, I got something like 43 kills and six deaths. And, you know, at one point I was really up there with always up the top of the table in most of the games because I was obsessed with the game again. And I've gone back now and I, I just can't buy a kill. It's just... Oh, it's awful. There, there like, were some tantrums the other night, weren't there? There yeah, were some big I've, tantrums the I other night. I won't even be ashamed to admit I have quit the game a couple of times now because I just <laughs> can't I can't get my head around it. And it's not the fact that the game's bad because the game is... Halo Infinite's multiplayer is the best one in years. Probably, like I've said previously, from like the Halo 3, Halo Reach days of multiplayer, it's you know it's a really good game. But I just, at the minute, I'm struggling to sort of get back into the style of play that you do with Halo. And, uh, yeah, I'm determined to I'm keep gonna going. I'm going to say though. it does have a very unique style of, of yeah. the way of playing it, doesn't it's, it? It's, it's an very infamous, unique in that way. Yeah, it's infamous for, obviously, the Halo jumping. It's it's part of the way of the game. Um, and, yeah, you know, melee is a big thing on it. You know, you generally sort of you try and get as close as you can to melee, kill an enemy. Uh, and I just I just can't seem to get back in the swing of it with it at the minute but i'm gonna stick to it and i will obviously give this airborne kingdom a go at some point as well yeah it is good first impressions are good but it's good that we both had good weeks um so let's fire on with the news as i said we've got a great topic coming up later on uh well i say a great topic it's not great in terms of what it represents is it but no the point um, of it yeah, the point of it, um, but it's it's one I'm passionate about, so there might be a few passions flaring um, later on. But before we get to that bit, uh, we'll kick you off with the news. So reported last Friday, 
So just as our podcast uh, went live, um, concerning Elden Ring and From Software, have said that they've still got big ambitions with this game. Uh, we know we've got the Shadow of the Earth Tree DLC coming up. Um, you know, but people are wondering now, aren't they? Like the game's running out of steam; it's it's falling behind. And, and what are the plans? And, and they still say they've got big, big ambitions to keep this game going and and you know broaden its horizons and things like that. So time will tell. But they seem to still wanting to pour a lot into it, which I hope is the case because this were a superb, superb game. I really yeah, it was really one of the games of the year, game. wasn't it? Last year, it was absolutely brilliant. It was so difficult. And I think that's what made it good. It's, I mean, from software, are renowned for difficult games, but I mean, this were insane. Um, but as well, there was no roadmap as to what you had to do or where to go. So you'd find yourself just in a place that you think I should not be here. Yeah, I'm not strong enough to be here. So, and I do, I absolutely adore games like that. That's kind of what Final Fantasy VII brought back in the day. So I've always enjoyed that. So I do hope they continue this on. It was a great game. Great game. I think the thing that I like about From Software with, you know, obviously with Elden Ring and that is this Shadow of Erd Tree DLC has been, you know, in the works for a while. So it's it's yeah. not just DLC. It's almost like a whole new chapter to the game. And I think that's what their yeah. intention is beyond that. And, you know, with these sort of games, you know, we obviously we get things where every 60, 90 days we get a new season pass on your Call of Duties and your Fortnites where you get a bit something new. You know, you might get a new map, you yeah, might yeah. get a couple of new weapons and skins. Whereas from software with regards to Elden Ring, this this is a full on new expansion well, to the game. Expansion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the difference in it. DLC and expansion. It is an expansion. It's it you know could potentially be a you know a, a big new world. Yeah, so exactly. So it is good and, and, and it is coming, but just people are getting a bit restless out there that it's it, it's been so long from release and, and is the plans after it. Now, apparently, there is. There is plans yeah. after it. So moving on from that, we're going to move on to uh, Killer Instinct, which is a game that's been around for 10 years now. Um, it's obviously oh. a cult favourite. It's one of Xbox's like, iconic games of its past. Um, and to honour its remarkable milestone, um, the masterminds behind the game are going to announce or going to release a special anniversary update for the game that's going to come out at some point later this year. Um, with regards to sort of what we're going to see in it, we don't know a great deal about it at the moment. I think it is going to, you know, we may see a little bit more before it's actually released. Um, it, it, some of the things that they have said, there's going to be enhancements uh, with the game, uh, balance patches to refine the gameplay mechanics. Uh, all characters are going to stand on equal ground in battles and so on. So it's it's weird. It's almost like a 10th anniversary sort of life update, really. It's you know, it's just going to sort of give the game that sort of improvement, a bit of yeah, overall remake not not remake that's the wrong word but you know it's it's just going to give it this sort of quality of life update where those that are still playing it because it is still a popular game it is still out there you know it's going to yeah they're just celebrating it's got a good it. following on it yeah and it's i think that's and the thing and rightfully so 10 years it's a good you know it is a good milestone isn't it for gaming developers these days yeah and to have to still have a following 10 years on i mean obviously 
there are games out there that do have you know long-term fan bases but yeah it's every right to sort of go out and celebrate it with a nice new update yeah definitely definitely and speaking of updates um a bit of a twist uh, in updates this week and that's with all the overwatch 2 um so the legendary john cena um is joining the overwatch 2 gang and he's coming in as a new character called the enigma um and it was in quite a nice uh, you know the reveal trailer were were quite fun wasn't it yeah um you know where he lets his hood down and and it's john cena so it's certainly that so we've we've spoke about crossovers before haven't we and partnerships and and our, whatever you want to label them um and and this is this is definitely an unexpected one but one that would probably work i think i think it, yeah he's he's, you know, he's got that character and persona and yeah I think, yeah yeah i think that's the thing i think you know it's it's a big name it's the first time obviously overwatch has sort of as far as i'm aware done this big crossover in, in this sort of sense and you know i think it's left bands sort of up in the air a little bit for a while as to like you know who the enigma is and all this with the cryptic persona and uh yeah 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 obviously, like you say with the reveal trailer it showcases john cena as the enigma which you know it's, it's going to get the fans excited obviously i've said before i can't get into overwatch it's too fast paced it's too it's absolute madness mm. like I, I downloaded the beta before it obviously launched and i thought you know i'm going to give this one a go because i tried to give overwatch a go but um yeah you know for the fans i think it's something exciting it has um or it is set to officially leave early access as well with the latest update i think it's season four or season six um so yeah there's quite a lot of excitement coming up for overwatch 2 by the looks of it and uh yeah, I'm sure it we'll is, learn a little yeah. bit more soon. I, I think the one, I think the one thing I loved about it is, like you said, with with this sort of enigma and and revealing it and keep people guessing and things like that is, it were really good how the initials were JC and then they put out a, a color code, didn't they? So obviously, I know the color codes. I use them a lot in in web development. So with a hashtag, and it was O four two three seven seven, which is actually his birthday. Right. Okay. Um, so I thought I thought I, I thought that was pretty cool because that's a hex a hex color code, um so that that was used. Um, so I thought that was quite clever. Um, but yeah, it's exciting, it, it, and I do think it's a crossover. Like I said, I do think they'll work. I, I I am one of these that gets a bit bitter about some crossovers saying I just don't get it. Um, but this one I think is pretty cool. Yeah, because um, the thing is, obviously, a lot of people know him as John Cena and that, but obviously. He's an actor. He does portray different characters. Yes. So, you know, he can he can get away with playing he's not John Cena, he's the Enigma. So, you know, it's yep. it's yeah, he works, I think. That's it's a good one for me. It's a good casting. Yeah. I now like as you may have known from last week's episode, uh Shane, you've been playing Need for Speed Unbound over the last couple of weeks. Oh. Uh it arrived obviously a while back now on EA Play. Uh so you've Given you've took the chance to give it a review, haven't you? Um, I have. My game time on it lasted <laughs> not very long. Minutes. Uh, I, ju- I think <laughs> I just I loaded it up and I just there was just that thing of the realization of not only was there obviously all this the anime anime yes. style to it, but I don't like. I know you love it, but I don't like the arcadey, drifty sort of Need for Speed style of gameplay. 
I'm more of a sort yeah. of simulation style. So I very That's quickly, it. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like, I, I went back to Forza Horizon 5. But yeah. you've, you've given the review. Uh, have. Do you want to give your score out of 10? Yes, I mean, I mean, like like you, the the anime is the reason I didn't get Need for Speed because I am normally Need for Speed is on my um, to get list every year, but that put me off as I mentioned last week, um, and I'm I you know I mentioned that it, it wasn't too bad, but it does it does have a knock on effect, um, and the game for me came out at six point five, um, and. I still, I still think that's generous. I'll be honest. I, I think that were a generous six point five, um, because I do think the anime takes away from it. Um, you know, when you look back to, I'm gonna forget it, Hot Pursuit, what it? Yeah. Or Undercover. Uh, I can't remember which one it won out, but it's in my review. But they had live actors. You know, they filmed the story, um, missions and and the cutscenes, which I thought were absolutely incredible. But yeah. Either use the, the the standard graphics that we've had over the years, or film it, but don't do anime again. So that was a big one. I think the car selection's very limited, and the fact that they don't have a Dodge Viper in there ruined the score. So, yeah, I think the only reason that kept it at a six point five is it does still feel like a Need for Speed, which I know you don't like, but I do. Um, yeah. So I think if if it had felt different gameplay wise. It, it it could well have been a lot lower. So, yeah, mixed bag, mixed bag. So I don't, I go. might get shunted for that, but, and some might agree. Um, but yeah, so, so moving on to a game that's upcoming, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um, it looks like it's going to be scheduled for release on November 10th, uh, which is exactly when Call of Duty usually comes out. I think there might have been the odd one or two that are different, but the reason I always remember it is because my son's birthday is November the 11th, and it always came out around his birthday, always. And it is exactly three months today as of recording on Thursday the 10th, so three months yes. away. Um, there has been some more releases and unveilings with regards to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, over the last few days, uh, there's been a Makarov trailer, uh, which gives you a very, very brief glimpse look into what we can expect. It looks very dark, this one. Um, there I'm going to say by been... the sort of colour scheme, you can tell Yeah, like the, the initial dark, teaser trailer was... It, it, initially, I had this thing of, please don't say they're going to turn the overall game and campaign into you know, zombies or an infection yeah. type thing. It had that feel. Yeah. I don't think it is. Um, within the trailers and that, there are little teases. Uh, there's been a glimpse. People are sort of picking up on the idea of a, a hint at potentially Verdansk coming back, which for those of you that played it, obviously is the original Warzone map. Um, yep. No confirmation on that yet, but there's there's hints and glimpses of that within the trailers and reveals so far. Um I'm interested to see a little bit more about it. I'd also like, ideally, for the Microsoft acquisition to get over the line soon, because we may get it on Game Pass in time. We might not, but you know, I don't think nice. I don't think I'm on board with paying full price for this game this year. Um, no, 
Well, I haven't been for a couple of years. It, no. It's been well documented, hasn't it? I, I'm just not getting on with first-person shooters and, and especially COD recently. But, I mean, this colour scheme, I, I assume, as soon as I saw it, I thought, that must grab you. Yeah. Um, I, red it's straight is, up your street. Yeah, yeah. red is my colour. <laughs> like everything I, everything but, I go for and that, but... This, for me, is going to have to be one that, as, like you said, over the past few days, different trailers have been released and different bits, you know, little breadcrumbs, if you like, of, of information. Um, but for me, this has got to produce something and it's got to blow... It's it's going to have to show a trailer or gameplay footage that blows me away. For me, think, to, like you said, especially pay for it. Yeah, I think my, my doubt is there because it's Sledgehammer Games. Uh, I don't yeah. like to knock studios, but sledgehammer have just for me have never created a solid call of duty you know they've worked they did yeah. um call of duty advanced warfare which was like the first exosuit jumping at call of duty which wasn't bad but it wasn't you know it kind of sort of led call of duty down that futuristic I think, path i think the worst thing about that one was the fact that they you know the buildings you could get on top of in your suit you couldn't on your on your on your feet yeah so it, it you know it, it would just i don't know it just it just didn't work for me it, yeah i'm not saying it's bad but it just didn't work but you look at you look at their sort of history so far advanced warfare which was average then they did world war Two, which launched if you remember we stayed up for the midnight launch and the servers were screwed like, we didn't get yes. to play it till the next morning, and even then we could barely find a game. That game never truly delivered. Last year or the year before, whenever it was now, we had Call of Duty Vanguard, another one from Sledgehammer Games that just didn't perform well. You know, that their track that record... Before, I think that's one of the poorest yeah. Call of Duty's over there the was, last There decade. was some... The, 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 for me, one of the worst things about uh, Vanguard in the end was... It just the the shotgun and the shield combination thing just becomes so overpowered that you just yeah. walk into lobbies and you you were just getting blasted from across rooms by snipers all the time. Uh, not snipers, sorry, shotguns. And it was just yeah. like it's just not a fun game to play at all. So for me, their track record is quite bad. They've not produced one that I can say for me. You know, it's up there. It's a good game. So fact that they're being trusted with modern warfare worries me a little bit because yeah. is it even going to feel like a modern warfare game obviously you're going to have some of the other studios raven and all these that will be involved in it but yeah yeah but it's like jammer games that are going to have the final yeah they're, they're the overall so... studio developing it and it's just that you know how how good a game can they produce because so far their track record just isn't that good. And I'd be interested to know how some of our listeners feel about this one. Um, yeah. You know, if you are Call of Duty fans, I, I, is this something that excites you? Have you got the same opinion as us that Sledgehammer Games don't fill you with the confidence that this is going to be a good one? You know, so let us know because it, it, it has got a very mixed bag, this online. So it'd be interesting to, to hear some more opinions on this one. Yeah. Now, just before we move on to the next news i just want to give a shout out to sam uh obviously he's cropped up on the website on the podcast a couple of times now um regarding us giving a review or a, you know our opinion on something and getting a comment now sam messaged me 
earlier this week and said, I've just heard some outrageous comments. And I've replied, <laughs> on what? And he's put, City Skylines 2 could be bigger than Starfield. And he put, Shane got me shaking with anger. I know it's very popular, but I got very bored with City <laughs> Skylines. So my reply was... But did we yeah. actually say, I don't believe, did we actually say that it could be bigger? I, th- I think, yeah, I thought I think, we said I it think, could be close. I think it, you it, said, it could be for us close. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think I, because I replied to him and I said, it with regards to our own opinion of what we enjoy, it could be what, it, you know, we could potentially enjoy it more than Starfield in terms of, you know, the overall play gaming and all that with regards to simulator right i didn't realize but that's how we put it i think that's how it come across anyway so i think our our view on how close starfield could be to something like city skylines 2 did not go down the same (laughs) route when it comes to sam and his view on uh skylines 2 in our defense city skylines is a game we know a game we love and a game we spend hundreds of hours on and starfield we are only going off what it looks like right now we haven't played it exactly so you know we, we might in our sit defense, here we don't have anything to compare starfield to no and you know later on this year we'll no doubt sit at some point and say what would we put you know at the top is this so... where sam comes on for an episode and says i told you so Maybe, yeah. You know, he, uh, <laughs> I think he's he's obviously a Call of Duty player as well. So at some point, you know, maybe he could give his yeah. uh, opinion. If if he does listen to this week, he can be sure to send me a message with regards to uh, your thoughts on Modern Warfare Three as well. And we'll give him a shout out next week. But, uh, but yeah, we, we're sorry we angered you, Sam. <laughs> so moving on to the next bit of news, uh, Avalanche Software, who obviously uh, the developers behind Hogwarts Legacy, as well as Key, uh, Keyport Games, I think, no, Port Key Games, sorry. Um, they've sort of set their sights on the next project now. We know, or we, we believed that Hogwarts Legacy wasn't going to get any DLC. It was a game that... Uh, you know, you get the full package, that's what it is. We've got some sort of updates and little improvements and fixes to the game, but the overall plan is there's not going to be any DLC. Uh, so, <coughs> pardon me, um, there's been a job listing go up. Job listings are quite often a big spoiler for studios because they've got to advertise a little bit of what they're working on. Um, it says, be a part of the dynamic team that brought the, te- the world of Hogwarts Legacy, an open-world action RPG sensation. As we forge ahead, we're seeking an individual to collaborate seamlessly with designers, artists, and fellow engineers. Together, we will craft immersive gameplay encounters that push the boundaries of industry standards. Now, it doesn't mention anything with regards to whether it's going to be, you know, a Halo, a Halo Infinite, a Hogwarts Legacy sequel, or is it going to be just a whole new, you know, game altogether? But the quality of what they released for Hogwarts Legacy. You know, it's it's exciting to see what they will have in mind. Whether it, I mean, I, I can't see how they could really do a Hogwarts Legacy sequel. Obviously, you can always do a, a new story with regards to the grounds and Hogwarts and Wizarding World as a whole. But would would we as gamers be as excited to you know play the same? Hogwarts thing again? You know, it's a great nostalgia thing yeah. to sort of be able to walk around Hogwarts and. But am I right in saying, I mean, I'm not an Harry Potter fan, but am I right in saying this was set, like, 
hundreds of years before actual yeah harry it was potter. set significantly earlier before you know harry potter come so along could they and all that kind of continue that story right up to the they, harry they potter could days they you know they might if they get the right permissions and that they could probably basically set you as harry potter if you wanted i, I don't you know they could yeah. do that but for me it was a fantastic game to jump into and you know to be able to go into for the for, uh, to go into the forbidden forest um you know to go to the gryffindor common room and you know the great hall and all these sort of things and you know see in your own time you know the world that we've watched on film for the last 20 years but i don't yeah. know whether a sequel of the same sort of thing again would go as well I hit as well yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but the quality of the game and the the immersive world that they created, if they go down, whether it's another, you know, much loved film franchise or whatever, or whether it's just their own unique IP going forward, I think it would be exciting to see what their new project would be. And obviously, it's going yeah. to be a long way away. I mean, it looked a great game. It definitely looked like it were up my street, but I'm just not. I've never been into Harry Potter, so. Yeah, Which I'm sure I think I was that's gonna the get thing. some reaction, but but yeah, it, it definitely, like you said, the open world and the experience within it looked brilliant, looked absolutely superb. Yeah, it was. It was a very very good game. I didn't end up ever completing it. I got so far, but it was one of those. It come out just as we went away on our holiday, and then when I yeah. got back, it was just like I just never, I never got back into finishing it. It's something I probably should do, but um, yeah, to where I got, it was a very very good game, and. uh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more from that. Yeah, so good news for Harry Potter fans, potentially. Um, so on to another upcoming game, uh, Forza Motorsport, one we're very, very excited about. Um, obviously, week by week now, there's more news coming out for this game. Um, a few tracks have been released. Uh, we now know that there is going to be five never-seen-before tracks. Um which, um, you know, are the, the well, there's a few, I, I will end up um, pronouncing these wrong, but the Hack, hack One Circuit or Hakon, uh, Kyalami Grand Prix Circuit and Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. They're three of the new ones. Uh, we know that the likes of Maple Valley, uh, Laguna Taker Raceway, hate that track. Um, and Silverstone are all returning and a couple of days ago we got news that Road America is the latest track to be announced that that is returning on October 10th when Forza Motorsport comes out. So, That's two months from today. Two months from today, well, yeah. Really so they're just I mean, flowing. It, it's absolutely superb, isn't it? And I, I mean, speaking of flowing, we've got, we've got Madden on Tuesday yeah um so we'll be talking about that next week like you said two months starfield's now less than a month away this is a month two months away it it really is good news isn't it for games yeah it's year. just it's just and, a steady flow of games it's brilliant this year yeah and 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 forza's one that i'm really excited about because we've waited so many years for another motorsport don't get me wrong horizon's good and and all that but We've been waiting for the proper track race, haven't we, for yeah, a while now. A long so time. So every time a new track's released and new information about cars or tracks and that, it gets me giddy all over again. So, so yeah, Road America is returning, uh, which was a very popular track. It was also one that I loved. Um, 
driving round. So, yeah, good news about that. Um, Laguna Seca raceway, they could have left out for me. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I've noticed that, judging by sort of the the overall consensus again, I don't think the Nurburgring is going to be making an appearance this year, which is a shame. Uh, obviously, we it may is. get the surprise. It, it is going into it, is it? No, no, I mean, it's a oh, shame. Oh, it's a shame it that it, shame. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, yeah. I'm not ruling it out now, whether it comes out as DLC post-launch or whether it, it gets announced weeks before, I don't know. But yeah, I'd just I be a bit surprised. Like, it's, it's an so iconic track. It is, yeah. But, uh, but it's one of them as well that takes bloody ages. Yeah. we. I'm sure we've mentioned before, we did uh, an endurance race on it Evidently, many, many years ago. It takes ago. ages. <laughs> and somebody had this idea. What was it? Something like 25 laps of the... No, it were 50 laps, but we were in laps. something like courses. One, we yeah. were in like bloody Vauxhall courses and, and stuff. It were ridiculous. We were three, four it... hours into this endurance race and we were all on and it... You look back now and you think, what? Well, I think the fastest lap was something like nine and a half minutes. Yeah. It? Whatever cars we were in, it took nine and a half minutes. It was minutes just stupid. It was just one of the worst things. <laughs> and it's, it stuck with us for a long, long, long time because it, ju- it just wasn't fun. It was, it was just but, a yeah, but grind. The worst thing, do you know the thing that I were gutted about is that we'd spent like three and a half, four hours doing it and didn't finish it. We all yeah. just quit. We gave up and in the like, end. it's like, my God, we're three and a half hours in. You may as well finish it now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now, yeah, it was frustrating. Obviously, Forza is one that we're looking forward to. Uh, we have mentioned, obviously, that Starfield's coming up shortly uh, on the 6th of September and uh, Microsoft... We mentioned that. We might have once or twice. Um, Starfield have announced the expected base install size for Xbox for Starfield. Um, gamers are going to need a minimum of 125 gig of storage on their console or PC... Uh, to get the game installed, and that doesn't include uh, possible day one updates, extra install content in terms of, you know, DLC and pre-order bonuses, and any other potential content that we could get, you know, prior to release as part of updates and everything. So there's a good chance you're going to need between 125, 130 gig, uh, which, like we've said previously, obviously, if you're an Xbox Series S user you're going to be very limited then because obviously it's going to take up a huge chunk of your hard drive that's it well it's a third of your hard drive yeah. on that, isn't it? um you know we obviously it's it's that's it really for that bit of news it's just the fact that we're getting it's ever exciting closer. though I, do you know i really really love news like that because i, I think it gives you a that little bit of an insight is, into how big the game is yeah. so for now anybody wondering how big is that game there you go it's 125 gig. This is without, like you said, post-launch content, DLC and things like that. So this, in two years' time, this game could be gobbling 200-plus gigabytes of yeah, memory. Easily. So it's going to be a huge game if that's yeah. the core game size. So I love that. So on to the next. So you give a bit of an opinion piece this week, Ash, um, about player counts. Yeah, um, and the life cycle of games because you you seem to have you know you, you your opinion you know that some game developers are obsessed with with player counts. Yeah, it's not the developers as such. It's it's more. It was all because I was I was reading a piece of news and it was regard again. It was regarding Halo. It's in Halo Hogwarts Legacy. And yeah, like I've said in that piece a minute ago, Hogwarts Legacy obviously launched generally as a full game 
you know, it's a completionist game. You can complete it, find all the different, you know, flying uh, scrolls and all these different things that are in the game. And you can complete it. You finish the campaign. You finish all the little extras that are hidden in the game and all this sort of thing, and it's done. Now, yeah. I saw a post regarding their Steam play account, and it's a, it's all-time lowest. Uh, you know, it's it's hit rock bottom and all this sort of thing. And I thought, you see these quite a lot of these games... You know, they've been out a few months now and suddenly it's like, oh my God, you know, there's barely anybody playing it or, you know, it's dropped from the 25,000 concurrent players on launch day to just 3,000 now. And it was just a thing of, yeah, but look at, let's have a look at the, you know, why is there an obsession with it? You know, these get, especially the games, yes, I can understand when you've got a game, obviously Halo Infinite was one that does get picked up on because it's an ever evolving game you know the people are always yeah. going to be playing it because it's multiplayer but for a game that's a campaign there's no multiplayer and it is just you know a game that you play you complete you put it down this obsession with the numbers and the life cycle and you know just the overall almost shame in a game i just don't get it like you know no it's a I false can... negative isn't it yeah. it's a false negative because like you said once you, if you've got all the collectibles and you know thousand GD and done the whole campaign, what what are you going to do? Just keep doing it back to back to back. Exactly, You're and not, you know it's, you? it's we're going to be in exactly the same boat with Assassin's Creed Mirage because they've already said yes. There's no intention of well, like I was, future content. I was content. actually going to do a comparison to Assassin's Creed. It's like people going back and saying, "Oh well, nobody plays Assassin's Creed Brotherhood anymore." It's like, well, yeah, no, because you know, we've all these games it. don't. You know, these games, and like we've said, Mirage is going to be the same. It's launching. It's a complete game. Like it said, like we said last week, it's around 25 hours for most to complete it. 30 hours if you're, you know, 100% completionist. Once you've done that 100%, unless you enjoy it that much that you think, yeah, you know, I'm, give it another month or so, I might go through it again because it was that good. For some of us, we will play a game, and whether we actually complete it or... I'm really bad for, you know, I'll get so far and just put it down. You, you know, there's a good chance that if we play this Assassin's Creed and we do complete it, very much like a lot of people will have done with Hogwarts, you've got no real reason to go back, whether it's on Xbox or no. PC or PlayStation or whatever. So, you know, yeah, the natural life cycle of these sort of games. I think it's a of clickbait, isn't it, for yeah. some websites. It's just that shame it's in a game and a title, and yeah. it's almost just creating news for the sake of it, and it's just like, you know, naturally yeah. these games are going to drop off. There's been multiple big titles launched since then, you know, so, yeah. I just, it was just one of them things I just thought, I just don't get it, you know. it's. No, I think it's a good piece because, obviously, for, for, for us doing a very similar thing where we news and, and and it is a struggle some days isn't it when there's not a lot of news about and you're kind of thinking well we don't have a lot of content to produce here what you know how long will the podcast be when we come but we will never put an article like that up that, that's shaming a game when like I said it's it's a false negative well of course it's got a lower player count because people have finished it yeah but you know yeah obviously it's, it's, it's a natural thing to report you know if a game launches with you know a bad experience or you know the, the the servers haven't worked in the full two days since launch we're going to report on yeah yeah those sort of things but you know we're not just going to point out and go 
oh wow you know let's say for example exo primal if season one launches and something's announced that you know its player rates have dropped by 70 percent we're not going to go out of our way to turn around and go wow they've you know they've flopped you know because it's just not necessary yeah, people are going to complete games and put it down you know we don't know exo primal is a good example of we've completed the main game now you know yes. got, just depending on what we get as part of season one will dictate whether we continue if it's got something that's going to keep us going back or whether we're almost at the end of that cycle because we've done the story i know there is going to be another yeah. end game with obviously this neo t-rex uh, no neo triceratops but yeah Again, you know, we might jump in, do the next couple. But we are still couple. playing it, even though we've yeah, done the story. Exactly. So, and you know, some obviously games... some won't be, yeah. No, exactly. But it was just one of these, I just thought, there was two or three reports on Hogwarts Legacy, and I just thought, it kind of, it, you know, it's almost obvious that it's going to drop eventually. So why is this news? Yeah, but there we I go. agree. So moving on to Assassin's Creed Mirage, uh, there was talk of it, and unfortunately although it's not anything major really there is going to be microtransactions in assassin's creed mirage but it's for the most part i think it's more just cosmetics isn't it it's just another one of these yeah, gear. if you want to buy it you can buy it you're going to get weapon sets armors you know different companions uh, like skins for your eagle companion and so on so again it's it's not massive news, really. It's something that a lot of games, obviously the last few Assassin's Creed have had this microtransaction thing built in. Because of it being a single-player game, I don't really see what an issue with microtransactions in that case are. It's, it's, it's optional. You know, you don't have yeah. to buy anything, which I generally it's don't in skins. It's not going to alter the but... way you play the game or anything No, like that. it's all it's... just cosmetic. Uh, whether they sort of introduce, you know, a few different weapons that you could potentially buy that have different, you know, uh, stats and that on it. I don't know. That's to be seen. But with regards to the overall inclusion of microtransactions in Mirage, it's it's just, you know, it's all cosmetic. It's just to give your character and all your gear a little bit of a makeover, really. So, yeah, it's not that's not such an issue. It's more the loot boxes and stuff that, you know, yeah. cause a bit more of a stir. It's on, it's on games like FIFA and that it causes a stir in it because it yeah. becomes pay to win, as many say. So, whereas this is not the case. It's a bit like sort of Fortnite and it with your skins. If you want to look yeah. a different way, it's possible. But you'll pay for it. So, on to, on to a huge game. A hugely anticipated game um, from Rockstar. And I'm sure I don't need to spell it out, but it's GTA 6. So, it, there's all sorts it, it, unless you are sort of just you know you don't use social media or you don't go on the internet then I am sure you've seen the countless images, videos potential leaks is it real, is it not real, has somebody put it together, what's real, what's fake there's a lot of that going about and over the course of, of these releases there, there has been several um, implications that imply that it that gta 6 will actually release next year yeah that's so, the idea that's the, con the general consensus yes, isn't it it is but and some people believe that's fake it's not ready it's miles off um nobody knows which video to trust that have been leaked that is it is it looking that good is it not 
Um, but so we we got another. There was another. There's another reason to imply that it could come out next year. So what's what's happened is Take Two have had recent interviews over several different things. Uh, one of which we'll pick up later on, but one of them was about their sort of finances in the uh, next fiscal year. Um, so for those of you who, who want to know, the fiscal year runs from April the 1st um, to March 31st. So they're saying, Take-Two are saying that they expect from April the 1st in 2024 to March 31st in 2025, they expect $8 billion in net bookings. So they massive. Normal. It is huge, but but this is why people think it, it's going to be GTA because their normal projections are around five billion a year. So everybody's asking, well, where's your other three billion coming from? Because that's not coming from games that are out now or any kind of releases that you've got coming up, bar a huge game like Grand Theft Auto Six. That is literally the only game in your um, archives that would ever populate that amount of money exactly, so people yeah. believe after this interview um that uh it was zelnick uh, strauss zelnick the ceo of take two that was in this interview uh and he wouldn't answer the questions obviously um you know and the interviewer kept pressing and saying well come on where's your other three billion coming from because that's way off what your normal estimates are and he, w- he won't answer it but that that has led to speculation to believe that between April first, twenty twenty four, and March thirty first, twenty twenty five, we could see GTA six, which I'd I would like to be think absolutely so. rocking if that's the case. Yeah, I think we're we're about ready for a new one. Obviously, uh, I've said a couple of weeks back that we've you know we've been jumping on GTA Online a bit again, but yeah. you know this game has run its course now. As fun as it is, still. Obviously, when we do all get online and, you know, you're blowing each other up and smashing each other's cars out of the way and that, you can have a good laugh, but it's yeah. it's stale now. You know, it's it's yeah. it's such an old game now. We need that new now. injection. Yeah, we need, we need a whole new world, a whole new map, a whole new, you know, characters and everything that comes with it. And, you know, I think we're ready. Obviously, potentially 31st of March 2025, that's still quite a long way away. But, uh yeah, I think we were about ready. We know, obviously, the game exists. We, I think we're ready for that proper official unveiling now. I think we're about there. Yeah. So. I mean, is it something we could see at Gamescom or something like that? Or will we mm. leave it till next year's E3? See, I don't... Uh, not E3, have... sorry, because we think that's dead, but Summer Games Fest. Would... Yeah, I think of if, if if, uh, Rockstar and, like, Take two and Grand Theft Auto ever appeared any of these things? I think they generally do no, their own, don't they? I think, yeah, the, the, I think years and years ago, one of the first E3s, I think they made a very short appearance. Yeah, um, but I don't think it was to do with with you know GTA and things like that. So no, they probably do, but I think that's just me more wishful thinking. You know, because games comes coming up like. Yeah, exactly. Is it just going to be this big booming big... surprise summer games festival? I, yeah, I just, I, I just want something, and and I don't want it to be through social media channels where you're thinking, is it real? Is it not real? Has somebody put this together? I, I want the official. This is it. 
And yes, you will see it in this year. I'm not even bothered and putting a date on it. Just it will be that year. Because then yeah. at least you, you know, you know, don't you? I, I don't know. It kind of, it's that whole, we've said it about life many a times, haven't we? Life's better when you've got something to look forward to. Yeah, so. exactly. Now, so you. moving on to the final piece before we get into our topic uh, that we're going to have a quick chat about in a minute. Um, obviously, again, we're going back to Starfield. Um, Wednesday, the 16th of August. So uh, just under a week away, 6 p.m. British time. There's going to be a session with the development team that are going to be answering some Q&A sort of, well, it's going to be a Q&A session uh, based on Starfield. So they're going to start answering a few things. Um, Will Shen and Emil Pagliarulo. They're both Constellation members. Uh, no, Constellation members are invited to join us for an exclusive developer Q&A on our official Discord. Uh, so you can join the discord channel which if you search uh obviously you can either read on our website or if you go to the bethesda game studios uh twitter there is a link to the bethesda discord where this uh q a session is going to go ahead um and you know there's evidently there's going to be there's going to be some uh you know a, few, a little bit more information revealed in there at this q a obviously yeah yeah we're within I'm reach sure there'll be some good questions fired up yeah, we you know we're in touching distance now of finally getting our hands on this game, so I'm sure they can give us just that little bit more of a glimpse now, uh, you know, of what to expect. Which obviously the Starfield Direct give us some really really good insight. So you know, I, I'm kind of at that thing of on you know the press start side of things. Obviously, I'd like to learn a bit more to comment on and to post about, but the gamer in me would rather now just wait. You know, I'm looking forward to yeah, just getting my hands on it myself. It. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. we, we obviously like to report stuff, so we, we're we going to be looking to sort of learn a little bit more about the game to report back to you yeah, guys. And... Of course we will. Yeah. It's, it's one of them, though, when it, I, like when it's every time an article's re reported and obviously we're, we're scanning the news and, and reports, you know, daily. And it's... It, it's one of them where every time Starfield comes out, you know, my bum twitches a bit and I'm getting a bit more giddy and it's kind of like, I want it now. Stop. Stop teasing. It's like yeah. it's every article or every bit of news is a tease now. And it's like, come on, I just want to, you know, fast forward time and get my hands on it. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely feel the same. I do definitely feel the same. And obviously with it being next Wednesday, if we do get some of the the overall brief idea of what, you know, went on in that Q&A. We can obviously talk about it next week as well. Of course we will. Of course we will. But yeah, so moving on to the final piece of news, which we are going to turn into a topic, and one that I mean, we've briefly touched on before, haven't we? Um, one that we're very passionate about as well is, is obviously you may have seen it or you may not have seen it in the news this week, that Red Dead Redemption is basically getting a paw over um, so people thought there was going to be a remake, so that caused a storm straight away that it's not actually a remake. But the biggest alarming thing is the price tag. The price tag, yeah. well, we only know it in dollars at the moment is fifty dollars, so we expect it's going to be forty nine pound ninety nine over here. Um, and it has caused absolute uproar, hasn't it? I mean, this is yeah. a thirteen year old RPG. Um, you, it, it's. It's kind of counterproductive in one way because you are going to get the Undead Nightmare DLC with it. Um, 
but you're not getting the online content that's going. That's that you're not yeah. getting that. That's not part of the game. So that's been removed. So you're not even getting the full game that it was released at. But then, um, you know, the one of the CEOs, I believe, of, of Take Two has defended this price tag by coming out and saying, uh, "We believe that this is the commercially accurate price for it." The fact that you know he's used the Undead Nightmare DLC as a reason why and to justify that price tag. Um, I mean, it you know he's putting it down as it's a fantastic bundle and things like that. It offers great value, <laughs> but I, I've got to say I am on I am on the you know the side of this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely outrageous. I find it disgusting, and the reason as well that I will put it. So we, you know, we were on about Assassin's Creed Mirage a couple of weeks ago. What we're saying, it's quite a small game. We've mentioned the twenty-five to thirty hours, and and the price reflects that. It's yeah. forty pound for the core game, or it's fifty pound um, for like the deluxe edition where you get a couple of extras. So fifty pound for a brand new Assassin's Creed game this year, four K, Xbox Series X powered, all everything. Or pay the same price to get a thirteen-year-old RPG. Yeah, it's just I think it's, it's, when you put it's just disgusting. I just don't know how they can't like so the fact that they say it's a commercially accurate price. You know, like we've said before, it's worth pointing out this isn't a remaster. This is a re-release. No. It's the same game. Obviously, there's potentially going to be a few tweaks and you know fixes to a few bits to make it play a bit better. But the overall game is just a complete copy moving forward onto some of the new consoles, which is like, you know, the Nintendo Switch and so on. The fact that they can sort of justify charging full price, which, you know, you can get, you could probably get Red Dead Redemption 2 for less than that on, you know, Series yeah. X or PS5 or whatever. Yeah. It's it's just take two showing, you know, and this is it's... where the conversation started the other night about us saying this could be a topic. The fact that they've done it with Grand Theft Auto, now on its third generation with GTA five, you know, we've had it on the three sixty, we had it on the Xbox One, and now we've got it on the Series X. You know, Skyrim with Bethesda, they did the same. It's been on three sixty, it's been on the Xbox One, it's now on the Series X. The, the, the difference mean... is that obviously with Especially Skyrim, we've had like you know basically like a remaster. The same with yeah. um, GTA Five; it's had it, we've got the Series X edition, which has got you know yes. improvements and that. It's still the same game, which it feels like a bit of a cheeky ripoff. You know, they've just polished up the same game and said, "Here you go, is let's charge you full price." But this one is taking the mick. It's, it's outrageous. I mean, the, I were infuriated by the price tag when I heard it. Yeah. That absolutely boiled my blood anyway. But then when this, you know, I, I when I posted this article um, just yesterday, it, it boiled me piss because I think it is an absolute kick in the teeth to other developers. It, it's that line that this is a commercially accurate price. Like, based on what? Using the Assassin's Creed Mirage as a, you know, as as an inline type of comparison, you've got a team of developers at Ubisoft that have developed a brand spanking new game and are charging £40 or 50 for the deluxe edition. 
and you're charging the same price for not even a remake or a remaster, the same game, and you're saying it's commercially accurate. So basically, you're kicking the likes of the Mirage developers in the teeth by saying, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's accurate that we're charging the same as you. I think it is absolutely disgusting. I think it's disrespectful to other developers, and I, I think it's becoming way too common. Because you've just mentioned a few there. There's Ark that have done the same. Yeah. They, so they're building a brand new game that they've been boasting about for the best part of two years now, that they're developing Ark 2. It's been delayed, like, twice. And we now know no more details about it, um, of what's coming, when it's meant to be coming, and all this. And then what they've decided to do is say, oh, well, we're going to redo the game, the first one, but you're going to have to pay full price for it. Oh, by the way, you're definitely going to have to because we're going to shut down the servers of the one that's out right now. Yeah, it's forcing the so, player's hand. Yeah, it's forcing you to say you have to pay this. Did I, We don't care if you've paid whatever before or you've played it for how long and whatever worlds and that you've got built, don't matter. The servers are getting shut down, new ones are popping up and you, if you want to play it, you're going to have to pay for it. What my pledge would be in this, and we said it the other night, didn't we, is people have got to stop buying these remakes, these remasters, these, yeah. you know, this, you know, for anybody that goes out and buys Red Dead, you're playing into their hands. You're yeah. absolutely playing into their hands. It, because it all started, only... didn't it, with the, I saw an argument on Twitter and it was somebody who literally publicly called out Take Two to say people need to speak with their wallets. Stop yeah. buying these reports and these, you know, these basically redressed copies of the original games. I, I I understand remasters and stuff, even though we've said that, you know, that's going just too far it's, now. It's, it's gone too far, yeah. It's gone too far. There's that nostalgia kick, isn't it? Games like Skyrim were a proper loved game, and even I, you know, got it and, and did it. Well, I didn't pay for it. Um, because I waited for it to, I think it was Game Pass it came to. So I waited. Yeah. But it, what a game I wanted to do again. But yeah, even that's gone too far. But the developers like Take-Two who are doing this and have got the brass neck to do this is because the only thing they can hear is the sound of their mobile pinging with the banking notifications. Yeah. Every time people are buying it. It's, I just it's think disgusting. It's... But the problem is there's a, there's a good enough fan base with all these games that people will buy it again. You know, there are going to be people who play on Switch that, you know, they've, you know, they they want to play Red Dead Redemption. So yeah. they will go out and buy it. And it's just, you know, we've we've seen it on multiple games. We've seen it on, you know, we've we've said for years, as much as we've been suckered into playing FIFA for the last, you know, 15 years, whatever, that we've all played it together. But we've always said things like Ultimate Team and stuff, you know, the the money that these studios are making from like we've said we've EA and FIFA and that like that is a game that is for the most part just a copy and paste every year you know we've even had a couple of years where yeah. you know the interface is pretty much the same the menus are almost the same it's just a new cover star you know the kits are different the players are now at the correct teams after transfer windows and so on ultimate yeah. team is another one for me it's a little bit different because it's not you know just recopying a the same game from 15 years ago or whatever, but Ultimate Team, for those that are big players, and we know that, like, my brother um, and our, our other friend Tom and that, they're big, big players of, like, Ultimate Team. FIFA yeah. and, well, EA, 
and with obviously FC24 and so on, they're in this spot where after a year, all their fan base are ready to go in and put another 50, 100 quid or whatever into Ultimate Team to start building the new team again. And when you look at the grand scheme of it, you're building the same team for the most part every year again. You know, yeah. for the most part, you're I going mean, after the same... perspective with things like that is I remember doing an article back in 2021 and that year, EA made 1.62 billion from Ultimate Team yeah. alone. And the total revenue was 5.6 billion. So it's just absurd. People are saying that they want a new, you know, they want new features, they want new things to a game, they want new IP addresses and things like that. You're not going to get them while you're spending money on things like that. Exactly. Why would EA Sports, you know, bring out brand spanking new modes and brand new features that are absolutely groundbreaking? Because I'm not saying that they don't bring out new features, because they do. Uh, but they are very small ones and, and, and not very relevant that, that enough for people to stay playing them. Why would they do it when they yeah, were earning exactly. 1.6 billion out of one mode alone? You know, they've you know, so, seen the, the game developers. Yeah, why I've seen the trailer this week. Why would they do a new IP address if they can remake the same game and make the same money? Yeah. Yeah, obviously, like I say, I've, I've seen a trailer this week about the EA are sort of pushing about the fact that new for FIFA Ultimate Team, well, I keep saying that, EA Ultimate Team, or whatever they're going to call it now, this year, there's the potential to get two-player walkouts. So you get, like, you know, double, double whammies. So you could get, you know, Messi and Ronaldo in the same pack. So you get this, like, double walkout, so both players appear on your screen. And it's just, that's that's what... It is. It's a repackage of the same game, you know. It's a for marketing the, tool. Yeah, for the majority, you're getting for the most part the same icons, the same, you know, big players in legends and all this sort of thing. And every year you get the new game, and it's like I can't wait to build my team again. And you're going to put fifty to a hundred quid into building the same team again. And you know, yeah. you're still you're going to get for those of you that sort of build, you know, a team based around, let's say, the Premier League. A chunk of those players are going to be the same that you had last year. You know, they they release all the team of the weeks and all this sort of thing, and it's a, it's not far from what Take Two are doing with just literally rebranding a no. you know their old game. It's just giving you the same stuff, and there's people that are going to chuck big big money at it, and it, I just don't get it. No, and and this you know this is my argument because like going back to the Take Two bit is. You, why would why would they put a development team to towards a new IP address to towards a new IP? I keep saying IP address, uh, but uh, towards a new IP that you know would be a brand spanking new game, something we've never had before, something we've never played before. When they know that they can just like you said, like you said earlier, polish things up, you know, make it look a little bit sexier for for the next gen consoles, and when they can they can make a, a absolute ton of money by yeah. doing that. That it's not inspiring, is it, to go make a brand new game and 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 take that risk because we know that game development is a risk. You know, by games we've mentioned before, like Gollum, you know, one wrong move and and it, it could absolutely floor you. But they're not willing to take those risks when they know they can just spruce things up and yeah. If they've got a back library of successful games, money. we'll just we'll yeah. pull one out of the library and we'll you know we'll spruce it up and bring it out again and charge full price. And 
you know, we're all guilty of jumping on it. it. Yeah, we've we've all done it, and you know, we we're yeah. guilty of these games. You know, whether it's remasters like when things like Spyro come out. You know, for me, it was like oh, this is one of my childhood games. So I mm. went out and brought. Obviously, I can't remember how much it was now, but I got Spyro. You know, we've we've had it with things like Crash Bandicoot. We've had it with things like Halo Anniversary, Fable Anniversary, things like that. Now, nowadays for us, with regards to games for Game Pass. We'll get some yep. of them, but no extra cost anyway. But when you're getting games like, like we've said with Red Dead Redemption and Skyrim and that, where these games are 13, 14, 15 years old, and you're releasing it again at full price, there's just no justifying it. You cannot justify no, there, it. There's, when, not. There's, there's studios now. I know there's season passes and battle passes and all this sort of thing, but there are studios that are now releasing their games free to play and making their billions in other ways. Yeah. And yet you're releasing Which a 13 year old game. That. No, because you, you I've know, got we... nothing against that no. because it is, it does make the game different, whether it be exactly. a skin or whatever. I mean, you know, I, I'm guilty of it. Oh, I love that skin. I want that. You know, and I will pay for it, but I don't mind paying that fiver or that seven pound or whatever it might be because I got the game for free. Yeah, so I feel exactly. like. It's fine. And the battle passes bring a massive amount of, like, you know, new stuff to work towards, to unlock. It's there. You know, it's all new content. But to, to, you know, to throw out... And we have said before, haven't we? A battle pass, you can, on some games, earn the next one for free. Yeah, exactly. And there's just no logic to it, and I just don't get it. But uh, no, I think we can wrap that up shortly, because otherwise, well, I think we could go on forever about this one. We could, but yeah, I mean, I, again, it's one of these where I, I'd love to hear other people's views on this because online, I mean, it it got absolutely belted, didn't it? Like people calling take two out. Um, there were obviously a couple that met it with a bit of a lukewarm sort of reception, yeah. but, but I, I just think it's absolutely disgusting. And I think it's up to us as gamers. I think that's the biggest thing If for, for anybody listening is for us as gamers, we need to stop opening our wallets to, to, to this kind of thing because otherwise you, you're just going to get to a stage where you're just playing the same old game over and over and over again on different consoles. Yeah, exactly. I think that, that's the worst bit at the minute. Like, Obviously, we've just said about, obviously, we're not, we're not somebody who purposely knocks a studio for a game or anything no. like that, but when it comes to a point like this where it just feels like you're literally ripping the fan base off, you know, you've got to yeah. sort of, you've got to bring that to the sort of forward and say, "Hang on a minute, this just ain't fair." And that, you know, that's one of them. But uh, yeah, and I know before we wrap up, uh, I, I one of our listeners, Tom, he, he got in touch during the week. We've just mentioned FIFA, obviously not in the best of ways, but for EA Sports um, FC 24 that's coming up, um, the Ultimate Team, because we know there's obviously loads and loads of players out there that play Ultimate Team. Um, in regards to the women, um, they will uh, link up with players. So their league is obviously the WSL, but the nationality uh, will link up, um, and as it will for the same club. So let's use Sam Kerr as an example, who obviously plays for Chelsea. Uh, she would get a chemistry link with like Lauren James and Reese James as they are both Chelsea. So it, you know, the men and the women. But it's are not as complicated as it sounded. No. So if they are from the same club, whether it be male or female, they are going to link up and get chemistry. There you so go. So thank you for that, Tom. 
So, uh, yeah, that's going to bring a wrap to another episode of the Press Start Podcast. Uh, as always, you can follow us, you can give us a like, uh, even give us a comment. You can obviously follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music or iTunes, whichever one it is we're on. And uh, what's the other one? Amazon, Amazon Music. Music. Uh, so yeah we're on all three of those as well as soundcloud uh you can obviously get in touch with us through twitter or facebook um yeah so yeah there's a lot of stuff coming up we're only i think we're a month away from insomnia now uh which obviously we're planning to attend and vlog yeah there's a lot of stuff coming up there's a lot of games there's a lot of news still to come so be sure to join us for the ride and uh yeah get involved thank you for listening yeah we will see you next friday at uh well we're launching at 7 a.m nowadays so yeah see you next friday and thank you for listening